Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode 12, The Lonely Hearts Club. At this point, I would just like to say that Heather has done that twice and both of the times sounded identical. I just realised that. Identical. I, like, oh, I don't know, I was trying for that second time. Um, yeah, so this is a good episode, right? Do you know the thing that I've really noticed from this episode is how many gifts there are from it? Yes, this is a and gift. And that's how I know a it's a good episode. Episode, yes, that's it, true. It's goofable. I feel like this. I feel like as soon as I heard the title, I was like, "Yes, this is a good episode." I remember this. I've I've got memories again, as I always say, not of exactly what happens, but just of it being a good episode. I also love that they love Valentine's Day. Like it's their fave. Mm. I would. I always think like a TV show, Christmas episode, you'd expect Thanksgiving episode. If it's American, sure. Valentine's Day, you can kind of skip. You don't need that every year, but here we are. Another Valentine's Day. I don't know. A teen drama. A teen drama, I feel like Valentine's Day is very much the the order of the day. Also, tough start to the year in Newport Beach. I can't believe it's only the 14th of February. We're not in episode 12 and it's Valentine's Day. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Some light housekeeping that only really impacts Kerry, probably nobody else. I haven't had lunch yet. I'm wearing a white t-shirt, as you can see in this face FaceTime. I can I can confirm she is wearing a white t-shirt. I have here a bowl of Heinz tomato soup. Oh, I can also confirm she's about to eat during podcast recording. <laughs> Everyone knows this is my favourite thing. I'm sorry, thing. I haven't had lunch yet. Why do you do this? Why can you not wait another hour to have your lunch? I have another call in an hour. I'm sorry. If I don't eat now, it's now or never. Oh my God. So will Kerry continue to be angry with me for the rest of the episode? We'll soon find out. Am I going to dribble this all down the top? Probably. I hope so. Well. (laughs) That's what you deserve. (laughs) That is what you deserve. (sighs) Can I just point out that Heather has professionally worked in radio yet consistently (laughs) turns up to this podcast record eating food. Like, I feel like this is unacceptable and people need to know about it. Exposed. Expose. (laughs) It's usually a biscuit or a rice cake, sometimes a brownie, sometimes some sort of vegan cake. But here never I been am. soup before though. Soup. It's never oh, been I thought soup. it'd be less, you know, offensive because I'm not going to be crunching. Oh, it's but... not. It's not. <laughs> I'd it's not. Yeah, I get the lovely ASMR food. Personal Heather Campbell ASMR food in my ear. Do Stop! Do Don't it. do it. Uh, uh. Oh, I crossed myself out doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. Last time, last on the OC, time, on the OC uh, Ryan gave Caleb a heart attack with his toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened, right? That's I've written down. Okay. Um, it did mean that Lindsay kind of dumped him. They're taking another break. Sure. Take a break. Um, Alex and Marissa are doing the flirty flirt hang times. Not snog yet, but it's definitely brewing. It's coming. Like, we all know it is. Uh, Summer and Seth almost kissed. Um, but they didn't, and they both kind of had their own mutual freakouts about that. Um, but weirdly, they and Zach are making this comic book happen. That's a thing. Uh, and they're off to San Diego to pitch it to a big comic book person. And then Rebecca Bloom's back. Uh, Kirsten's, uh, is she a love rival? She was definitely like Sandy's boo from uni who we thought was dead but isn't and she's back and Kirsten knows that she's back but Sandy's not told her that she's back he told her that she was dead so that was complicated and then she saw no and then remember the big thing was she she found out at the end of the episode it was the cliffhanger I forgot how could I forget how could you forget the cliffhanger um long stem red roses talk to me I don't have you as a red roses kind of gal Oh, you are so right. You are so <laughs> absolutely right. I do like flowers. I would prefer a peony or a hydrangea. Oh, I love both of them. 
I also like those bunches of flowers, you know, where it just looks like someone's just stuck their hand out and run along a hillside. Oh, and it's just like, like sort of foliage bloom. and heather and yeah, like stuff like that. Um, that's my jam. Yeah, so many roses though. Sandy is doing early Valentine's Day. It's the 13th of February. I have written here, he's obviously trying to make up for Rebecca, but then we find out at the, the end of the sort of preamble that actually he doesn't even know. Yeah, that that's Kirsten just his own internalised guilt. <laughs> yeah, big time. And I think Seth's right, there is such a thing as overkill and this is overkill. Like, overkill. You know when, you know when like sometimes you have like guys who aren't really super romantic in that sense, in the traditional sense of like gift giving and flowers and chocolates and all that stuff. And then people say that joke of like... Um, Oh, what have you done? Yeah, it's like heavy. When they what come have in you with done? flowers. Yeah, it, this is actually that though. Like, if you came into your house and your entire kitchen was filled with long stemmed red roses, you would be like, "Who have you been inside? And why? <laughs> why do you think that flowers are going to make up for that? You I know? don't know what I thought you were going to say, but that was not it. Not really. Whew, here we go. Here we are. But. Yeah, as well as Sandy freaking out and buying a million and one red roses, Seth is also freaking out over him and Summer's nose graze. And I really oh, yes. don't like the fact they keep calling it a nose graze, but sure, whatever. But basically he feels like the universe is telling him that him and Summer should mm. be together. The most sexually charged nose graze in the history of nose grazes. Mm. Okay, Seth. I mean, you know my feelings on Ryan, but Ryan actually gives really good, what I would say in this exact position, which is keep it in your trousers. Like, mm. what are you doing? She has a boyfriend who is your friend. Like, don't yeah. be a dick, basically. Yep, basically, that's it. And then obviously we have the dramatic moment of Kirsten coming in to find all the flowers. She's supposed to be very happy because girls like flowers. Yeah, and she loves Valentine's Day. She loves Valentine's Day. Um, And instead, she walks in, doesn't say anything, takes the bunch of flowers from Sandy and shoves them down the garbage disposal until all the heads are chopped off and it's just a bunch of thorny stems that are left. It is a fierce AF move. Like, such a fierce... I love the fact as well she's wearing, like, a Burberry dressing gown. Like... I knew you were going to say something about that Burberry dressing gown. I I love it. I don't know why. That move was a bit of me. Pass ag. I love it. That's... That is not pass ag. That is just ag. (laughs) That's my version of pass ag. (laughs) That is ag. And then, yeah, that's where we realised that, uh uh-oh, Sandy didn't know that she knows, but now he's going to know that she knows. And let's go into the episode proper, and that is where we get the big reveal. I can explain. No, you can't, Sandy. No, you can't. I've written, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> um, it's weird that he says, I think I know what this is about, right? As if, like, he knows that she has... It's a weird flex. Yeah. It's a weird like, I felt like I felt like it was a scriptwriter's decision rather than, like, something that someone would actually say. Like, they're saying that from a a perspective of someone who knows that Kirsten has met Rebecca. Although, smart move, because if if he turned around and said, what are you annoyed at? She would be Mm. like, well, what should I be annoyed at? And then he, oh, no. Maybe that is the key to go into it. Or the, what are you annoyed about? You know what I'm annoyed about. Oh, Mm. no. Oh, no. Okay. This whole conversation is so weird. Like, she is, in my opinion, I I don't know what you think, she is justifiably pissed. Like, yes. Justifiably. Sorry. In what world was anyone (laughs) going to say no to the question that your husband told someone that the love of their life was dead and then they'd been secretly keeping them in their office and seeing them every single night, late into the night, early morning? Do you know the thing? There's no way that you wouldn't be pissed off about that. I just, it's one of those things where you're like, it looks so much worse than it is. And from Sandy's perspective, yes, he's right. It's a client attorney privilege. Yes, he's right that he's trying to protect Kirsten by not telling her. But her walking in and seeing that situation is a thousand times worse than him explaining the situation. The other thing is, though, she says like, don't pretend this isn't complicated for you. And I think that's the big thing. Like if it was just a random person that he was being a client for, fair enough. But we can't ignore the fact that he was in love with this girl and he was supposed to marry this girl. And that does make everything different. The covert nature of it becomes much more, 
meaningful because it suggests a an, a reluctance on Sandy's part to tell Kirsten about it, which obviously has to be born out of some kind of feeling mm. somewhere. Even if that's very, very deeply buried, it's still there. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, he would have just told her because he's just told her about other stuff. Like there was, remember the, all the Caleb stuff before yeah. with the Newport group, they tell each other. He breaks that client attorney privilege fairly often, I would say, when it comes to Kirsten. Yeah. But all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe that this time, mm, this is different. And I feel like I understand where she's come from, where she's like, mm, uh-uh, BS, this, this is not yeah. why you're not telling me. Hmm. And what does she say? Don't try and get off on a technicality. Yeah. I was like, yes, correct. Don't try and get off on a technicality. If you've been keeping it secret for other reasons, you need to just say. Yeah. But he won't say. He's confused. He's, he's all like, there's blah, nothing whatever. going on. And okay, yeah, there isn't anything going on, but sure. It's awkward. Well, if there's nothing going on, why have you kept it a secret? Look, I'm not Sandy. Don't shout at me, okay? I'm just telling just you what he said. I feel God. like... I've said previously that I think that Rebecca and Sandy are better suited to each other than Kirsten and Sandy are. And I still believe that. However, I feel like rewatching as an adult, I am less keen on the Sandy and Rebecca thing. And we'll come to it later on when we discuss the specific parts. But I feel like Rebecca oversteps the line quite a few times. Repetitively. And I am a bit like, oh, I don't remember that. Like I remembered being very pro them. When I was young and this time, I think maybe as an adult, I'm a bit like, well, you are married and you should probably like And you know he's married, man. Like, come on. I know. But speaking of mixed signals. (laughs) Yeah. Giving someone a rose when you are taking a break is not, um, it's not a thing. No. I also don't understand why Lindsay's all like, oh my God, that's totally fine. Yeah, we can take a break from being on a break. No, you're on a break. Like, that's what that means. Come on now. Exactly. And I feel like they were quite mutually like, yeah, let's take a break. And then all of a sudden he's there with a rose. I don't know. As we've already said, you're over the Lindsay storyline, the Ryan and Lindsay thing. I'm over the Ryan and Lindsay thing. I don't really care that it's Valentine's Day. Just... Do you know what I did care about? Summer packing for San Diego. No, the fact the music that was playing was Tourist by Athlete. Do you remember that album? Such a jam. I'd completely forgotten about them and I actually went and played that album after listening to it on this because I was like, I loved that album when it came out. I feel like Athlete are not a jam though. No, it's definitely off the Aren't Athlete super beige? Yeah. Did they sing that Wire song? You know it. Was it was very off the moment. In. Very of the mm. moment. Um, but I enjoyed it as a little nostalgic flashback. Mm. I was watching something the other day and it had a song from season one in it, which wasn't, and it wasn't season one. Was, was it? it? Um, uh, no. No, I feel like it was the Don't ever ask me where I go. You know that one? It must have been like, oh, in fact, I know exactly what it was. I'm not going to say because it is an embarrassingly terrible film. (laughs) I'm never going to get over the meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, I thought we were going for like a... Oh, sorry, Joanne. I'll start again. Meow, 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 um, I know, IRL, 1st of December. Exactly, get it added to all of your Christmas playlists. Right, Summer is packing for San Diego. She is trying on handbags. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth comes in, listen, I don't really have a lot to say about this. Seth comes in, he's like, oh, you know, I feel like, and doesn't really say anything. And she is very much like, what do you want? Why are we talking? Like, come on, let's go. We need to get going. Like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Like... This is really interesting because they have had the conversation before where they are like, we are just going to be friends. We are fine being friends. The romantic element of our relationship is gone. And he has come in to kind of like check that really, hasn't he? He's coming in to be like, what was that? Do we need to talk about this? And she is very explicitly being like, no, there's nothing to talk about. I'm not, we're fine. And I find it really interesting that he keeps pushing back in that 
no, but I think there's something here. And I think, and like, mm. I feel like TV shows are really bad for that, where it's like, oh, if you keep pushing someone and you keep trying, they'll, that, change, they'll change their, their mind. mind. Whereas, yeah. like, there at no point in this has Summer made the implication to Seth that she is interested. Yes, exactly. And that is just what that scene is him being a pestery person. And then they're off to San Diego. Zach comes in. He's like, let's go. And they are off ski. Uh, then we cut to Caleb in a wheelchair. Yep. And he tells us that Julie is still gallivanting around Europe. This is where they kind of have the conversation of Ryan would like to come over. Ryan would like to apologize. <laughs> Caleb's not up for it. Kirsten Understandably so. The last time he had a conversation, he gave him a heart attack. Like, yeah, well. Maybe mm. give the guy some time to recover. Anyway, Ryan's coming around to play Mad Libs. Have you ever played Mad Libs? I don't think I know what that is. Yeah, you do, because there was a Friends episode. Oh, you're not a Friends person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a Friends episode with Mad Libs. That's the only reason that I know what it is. Um, yeah, so this isn't going to go well. We all know that, but um, just setting up the scene for a little Ryan Caleb Tiff, which we've seen enough of, to be honest. Oh, I'm kind of over it. So over it. Then we go back to the road trip, and we have the fact that Summer doesn't like Zach's music, and this sparks a memory in Seth's mind of the time that they went on a road trip to Tijuana. Yeah, I mean, we were all thinking it, right? Yeah, and it brings up all these memories, and they start talking and reminiscing, and then Zach's like, so... Uh, who eventually got the bed, and obviously we know that they both slept in the bed. Yep. But Zach doesn't, and they both immediately lie to Zach. Did you notice that? They both yeah. go, oh. Um, Can't really I'm not sure, sure. Which doesn't make sense on Seth's part if Seth wants to get back with Summer and is trying to drive a wedge between them. He should have said, oh, we shared a bed, remember? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just so rude for you to talk about I just, that situation's crap, man. They shouldn't have brought it up. I know. I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. Moving on to the best bit of the episode. Julie's back. Yeah. I've missed her so. Julie's back. Julie's back. Yes. I was so happy. She's back. She's chipper. She's got a lot of luggage. I'm into it. Yes, she's not happy about Lindsay. She is absolutely, you can tell in her face. Once again, we see the return of the exquisite Melinda Clark acting. The face that she pulls to Lindsay is just... Oh, it's just like just, disgust, isn't it? It's like a little yeah. nose flare, like a little, oh, oh you're still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I brought, I've written this down for later, I didn't get why Julie wasn't happy with Lindsay being there. Like, I just didn't get it. I was like, is she jealous? Like, what... What is this? And it was only later on when they're having a conversation that I was mm. like, oh, of course, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll chat about that later. So she goes up to see Marissa and I was like, oh my God, she's going to see the tattoo. She's going to see the tattoo. Mm. The tattoo is coming out. The tattoo is coming out. For- unfortunately, that is not what happened. I'm glad that's All where she your did brain was... went to. I thought Alex was going to be in bed with her. I was like, oh, wait, mm. it's about to get spicy. All we got was a bit of blackmail. I'm going to take your Blackberry and your cell phone. And I was like, mm, I used to have a Blackberry and it was my cell phone. I don't understand why she has a Blackberry yeah. and a cell phone. Is she a drug dealer? What is going on? Maybe it's just because she's um, rich, isn't it? But also, yeah, just go for dinner with your mum. For God's sake, it's not going to kill you. Jesus. I know. At this point, I can't even really remember what Marissa is raging about when it comes to Julie. Like, I know it's because we love her. <laughs> but still. Um, also, serious question. There is a special place in, not necessarily hell, but there's a special place in... In hell. The trash... <laughs> For people who hand over a gift to you that is wrapped and then tell you what's inside it. Mm, I'm not here for that. In my list of there's a special place in hell, that doesn't even make it. Like, I have bigger fish to fry. Like, cyclists that cycle on the pavement, even though they're wearing a helmet and full lycra, special place in hell for them. Can't, I, I hate it. Actually, any cyclist above the age of 12 on the pavement can get in the bin. Hmm. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. I was really angry. <laughs> interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea of a little Chanel clutch. That'd be, that's a cute present. I wouldn't be mad at that. Anyway, Sandy and Rebecca are in a car. They are now in a hotel. And I have just written, 
quit. This is not a good idea. Why are you taking this girl who your wife is obviously jealous of, who was your first love, to a hotel? What is going on? I know. I don't know because Kirsten knows she's in the office. I don't know. Well, she knows now. So why is that a problem? Like, it's not... Anyway. Then we get an appropriate thing from Rebecca, number one. She bought him a Valentine's Day present. Now, that is an appropriate... In and of itself. What is more inappropriate is that it is a copy of the DVD of the film that they watched on their first date. Not okay. This is wildly inappropriate. If um, I was Kirsten, I would be livid. Like, I would be breathing fire livid. I mean, this is clear signal for Sandy, isn't it? Like, this is... There is no idiot man in the world stupid enough to not understand that this is a, a play to try and rekindle some kind of something. Yeah. This is specifically playing right into shared memory, emotions, the past, all this sort of stuff. Just don't talk about it. Just pretend this, like pretend yeah. it's dead and never talk about it again. Listen, you slagged me off when I said that about ex people before. And now you're offering it as advice. Oh, why can't you answer? Is it because you've got bread and soup in your mouth? Mm, Okay, interesting. (laughs) I'm sorry. Fine, you can have that one. Let's move on. (laughs) I do like that he is being honest with her, though. Like, I like the fact that he's been like, look, I'm passing this case on to someone else because this isn't okay. It's causing me problems. Like, that's good, I guess. Now, you're saying that, but he doesn't say it in that way, doesn't he? It's very reluctant. It's very... He doesn't really sound sure. He's making the suggestion, but is his heart really in it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's very confusing because you like to think he's doing the right thing. You like to think he's being a good guy. Because he's sanding. Yeah, putting his wife first. But then there's a thing that Kirsten says later as well, where it's like... I'm not forcing you into doing this. Like, it's so difficult when you're like, I'm not telling you what you should do, but I would like you to do the right thing by me. And that's kind of where Kirsten is. It's like, I'm not going to be the naggy wife that tells you this is what you should do, but you should just do the right thing. To do some office chat that everyone hates, let's put a pin in that thought for a moment. And we'll come back to that we'll, later we'll on. We'll circle back. We'll circle we'll back. We'll circle back. Put a pin in that. We'll okay. take that conversation offline and we'll circle back. Okay. Right. Um, so then he comes home and he's getting like the silent treatment or we think he's getting the silent treatment. And then she hits out with the credit card company called and said that you're staying at blah, blah, blah hotel. And I was like, Sandy, you're a dumbass. Of course that was going to happen. Like, don't you know that you're in a teen drama and that obviously your wife's going to find out about the hotel that you just put on the credit card for your ex-love of your life? Hmm. But okay. also, like, why would you not drop Tell a message why and would be you like, not this say is what's happening? Yeah. Exactly. Because again, that's going to be so much worse if she thinks they're hooking up in a hotel. Yes. But then somehow this conversation completely turns around and I was like, <laughs> I was kind of like, wait a minute, how have they go- we gone from, sorry, you've just moved your girlfriend into a hotel to let's go for dinner but they took they do they managed to turn it around and it turns out they're going to go to the arches is it for a valentine's dinner no the arch i feel like it's the arches it's dead okay getting some sweet sweet techno for their valentine's day disco Mm. okay (laughs) bet we get hundreds of dms it was the arches (laughs) it was the arches I miss the arches. I find it really difficult going to platform in Glasgow. So basically, if you're not from I was going to say area, there is a nightclub in Glasgow called the Arches. Google it; it was amazing, and I spent a a lot of time there in my in my youth. And um, it closed down um, because, like all good music venues and gig venues, they get closed down. And now it's actually the space is really cool, and what they've done with it is amazing. But it's like a kind of bar eatery. There's lots of like little. um, pop-up food places like it's really cool but every time i go there i'm just like it's not the same man like Mm. i miss the arches uh fun fact i first ever on a mission from ali actually this is going to be a weird sentence on a mission from heather's husband to be ali i actually um met father son for the first time in the male toilets of the arches oh when ross did that little gig yeah i remember that that was where i first and we talked about the scheme Remember the TV programme, The Scheme? Little Ross Layton. What a a lad. 
Actually, um, they're, a good, they're good boys, those father-son boys. They are they're good, good boys, boys, those father-son boys. If you are not familiar, father-son are a, a Glasgow uh, band. You should yeah. listen to them. They're very good. You should Maybe go they'll listen sponsor to them. us. Oh, maybe. Nice. Hey, guys, do you want to sponsor us? Okay, bait shop. Marissa's hanging out again, putting up posters. She's just spending time with Alex. Like, she just would rather spend time there than with her mum. Her mum's been back for three hours already. She's been blah, 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 blah. But also, Seth has quit that job. Why doesn't Alex just give her the job and at least, like, she'll get paid for hanging like, out? I, I don't think that you should just go about giving jobs to people you fancy so that you can make out with them at your work. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, me neither. I that feel like that's... Awful. Not a good thing. Um, so Alex gives some advice to Marissa. She says, oh, whenever my mum was getting on my nerves, I just looked at her and I would say, great idea, mum. I'll give that thought, that suggestion some thought or something like that. And Marissa is uh, encouraged to try this in order to infuriate Julie even more. Marissa then asks Alex if she would like to come to dinner with Julie because she what is it a free dinner for anyone that can piss my mum off more than I can or something like yeah, that yeah that was and deal. I was like Marissa sweetheart no no this is what you did with DJ like you 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 make out that she didn't even make out with DJ that she was trying to do this she she did it and then he figured it out like you're with me because you want to annoy your mum yeah. now we have started this whole Alex scenario under the impression that you genuinely like Alex. Yeah. Don't throw in this thing of like, I like you and also you're great because you're going to annoy my mum. Yeah. Just don't bring that into it. I got very confused in this, um, in this conversation because Alex is like, oh, I don't go on first dates on Valentine's Day because yes. it's a jinx. It's like, hun, she's not inviting you on a date. She's inviting you as a buffer for dinner with her mum. That is not the same thing. Like, And then it started to be like weirdly romantic. And it's like, no, she's inviting you for dinner with her mum. That well, is that, not romantic. But that could be a date. Have you watched Indian matchmaking? I haven't, no. Okay, well, there's this, like, an Indian matchmaking, which I would highly recommend. It was very addictive. I watched it all in one night. Um, oh, wow. In Indian matchmaking, there was a first date. The girl went on a date with a guy, and the way the camera was, it looked like they were, like, on a boat in, like, Chicago or Boston or something, and they were doing this boat tour, and it looked really, like, nice, and they were smiling, they were laughing, they were having a nice time. And then the camera panned out, and her mum was just, like, sitting on a chair, like, next to them. Oh, no. um, Because in... in that particular culture it's actually not uncommon for a parent to accompany you on a date during courtship because obviously make sure you're not shagging well not even that I just think as well just to make sure that the, the person's going to treat you nice and they're like a good fit for you and whatever um, because the parental approval is, is quite important I think in, in certain um, aspects or, or for, cert for certain families within certain cultures even in our culture that's true as well like that whole thing yeah. of like I'm going to ask your parents approval da, 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 whatever. anyway and I said to my mum the other day so we were speaking about this my sister my mum and I when we were en route to another shout out for a random place when we were en route to that garage in Glasgow near Ibrox that has 60 different flavours of slush puppy I can't believe you have been to Glasgow twice for slushy, yet we've not hung out. Rude. <laughs> so rude. Hey, I was in a COVID car. I was in a car with my COVID bubble. You're Your not in my COVID bubble. could have driven past and given me a wee wave. We took toot, 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 hiya. Um, oh, I could have met your mum, Kenny. I know, I know. Anyway, we're speaking about it. I said to my mum, would you come, would you want to go on a first date with me or my sister? And she was like, no. Nah. I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay, I feel like I feel, like, but that part of me feels like that's a good idea, because no f boy is gonna f boy you if your mum's there, or the worst kind of f boy will f with you if your mum's there. Touche. Good point. Good point. Um, if you want someone to come on a date with you though, like I'm, I'll happily chaperone. If you need that, I'll come. Ooh, come no, back. I would rather take my mum. <laughs> oh my, my god, maybe I could go with your mum. We could make it like like a weird little double date that isn't a double date. What? Can you see my face? What are you talking about? Stop. I just um, I just want to hang out with your mum. Okay, well, you can do that. It doesn't have to involve being on a date with me. But I think that would be funny. Just phone, just phone my mum and ask her if she wants to hang out. I She'll probably say email, yes. Actually. 
Well, email her and ask her. She'll probably invite you around to the pool. You mean pool as in snooker, not pool as in no, the swimming the, pool? No, the swimming pool in her back garden, which is, listen, that sounds bougie. It's not actually like a built-in swimming pool. It's just a massive, like, an, like a garden swimming pool. You tell me your mum has a swimming pool in her back garden and I'm only just finding this out. <laughs> We've only been in it like three times this year because the weather's been so rubbish. Um, but yeah. I feel we need to move on. I am with Alex on the whole do not go on a date on Valentine's Day scenario. I feel like that is very much my vibe. But I just, we, I'm sure we've talked about this before. Like Valentine's Day is such a joke. Like, yes, go out the night before or go out the day after and everything will be half the price and you won't have to fight for a seat on a Tuesday. Like, no. Exactly. And you know, one of my favourite games to play is are these people on a date or not? And is it their first day or not? And you can't do that on Valentine's Day. Well, and also on Valentine's Day, everyone is also looking at everyone else being like, oh, wonder wonder, wonder what they're... Or, oh, looks like they're going to have a fight. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, looks like, looks like they're going to have a fight later on. Oh. Anyway, the meeting with Summer and Zach, uh, they're waiting in the... Uh, and Seth, sorry, Seth is there also. They're waiting in the foyer of Wildstorm Comics. I'm not up on comics. And Summer goes away to floss her teeth and Zach drops the bombshell. They're going backpacking in Italy in the summer. Cute. That's a date I would go on. Right? I feel like they're not actually going proper backpacking. No, it's rich people backpacking. It's not the same. (laughs) Yeah, it's like hoteling. Not the same. So the wedding is in Tuscany. They might go to Venice. They might go to... Where else do they say? I don't know, but Venice is overrated. I would... Don't do it. Mm, Just saying, don't do it. Anyway, yes, they're going to go backpacking around Italy. It sounds lovely. And it gets Seth in a bit of a tiz. It really, really upsets him. He is just acting a bit like a petulant child, though. Like, I don't understand. Like, see, from here on in, Seth's behaviour is not okay. It's (laughs) not okay. Yeah, that's an understatement. Um, Ryan and Lindsay. Ryan is going to make amends. Um, Obviously, this happens in a room where Caleb is playing snooker because they are men. And men play snooker. Apparently. It doesn't go well, as probably could be expected, given that uh, Caleb absolutely bloody hates the boy and the the boy doesn't particularly like Caleb. It really hacks me off because, like, Ryan just shows absolutely no respect to Caleb. Not that it should be as simple as that like obviously they have a history but it's like it's just that baseline of like respect your elders like don't walk in billy big balls you walk in like even like Uh, uh, you know i think the problem is neither of them have any modicum of respect for one another like if one of them had a little bit then it would perhaps work out but neither of them have any respect so there is no, they're both as like sort of stubborn and bullheaded as each other, aren't yeah. they? And that's what causes the problem. Uh, anyway, they don't make amends, and Ryan's like, oh, well, there's always next Valentine's Day to Lindsay. I don't really understand why it's so vitally important to Lindsay that Caleb and Ryan get on. Oh, yeah, who cares? Like, I understand you would want, like, whatever. If it was like your, I was going to say your real dad, it is a real dad, but like, He's been estranged from her for so long. Why does she care? And also, it's your teenage boyfriend. Who cares if your parents like them? Like, I'm definitely exactly. Team Marissa. Get one that annoys them just for the fun of it. Like, who <laughs> cares if your estranged dad likes your boyfriend or not? Like, Exactly. It would make more sense if she was doing this whole storyline with Renee. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then I also don't understand why either of them care enough to keep this going, to keep the facade of a relationship going. Like, you're 16. It's not like you're 30 and you've been married for 15 years and you're trying everything you can to keep the relationship together. Like, you've been going out for a couple of months. You've been going out since Christmas, so you've been going out for two months. If you're 30 and you've been married for 15 years, that means you got married when you were 15, right? Maths is not my strong. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) saying. Um, I mean, some places, I guess that's a thing. But but top line, why are you fighting so hard for this relationship? Which is just, it's stupid. It's just stupid, Kerry. It's stupid. And I'm bored of this storyline and I'd like them to hurry up and just break up, please. Agree. Okay, we go back to San Diego. 
the comic book place have put them up in a hotel. They go into the hotel rooms. They think it's all just one room. It's not. They've got adjoining rooms. Seth freaks out. Surely, to God, it is better that you are in adjoining hotel rooms with your ex and her new boyfriend than you are sleeping in the same room as your ex and her new boyfriend. Yes, but if he is in the room with them, the likelihood of them shagging is little to none. Whereas if you're in the mm. adjoining room, you might have to hear something that you don't want to hear. But then the solution to that problem would be going down to reception and being like, here, our rooms are adjoining. Can I get a different room? I just felt like the freak out was too much. As somebody who freaks out fairly regularly, why would you freak out publicly on front of the people you're freaking out about? You would go into your room and freak out privately on your own or you would phone somebody else and freak out. You wouldn't freak out in front of the people involved in the freak out. Exactly. He could not make it more obvious that he was like big time freaking out. Sandy meets Max. It's nighttime. They're on the pier. They're talking about having coffee and having green tea and whatever. I have written. Do you want to know what I've written? Is it? Kerry's right and that Sandy is a total TP. I mean, no, but that is true. I have written, what is the point in this convo question mark? And then almost immediately, like I didn't even finish the question mark before I've written, oh my God, he is going to die. Yeah. So I called it. Yeah. I mean, I say I called it. I've seen this entire season before. Well, it's as <laughs> So I remembered it. It's as soon as Sandy said, I'll be back in a sec. Like that is the, it's normally in like a horror film back in a sec means they're going to die but back in a sec means they're for it I think it was also the fact that there was no point to the conversation like if you are I mean that's a big telling thing if you've written a script and everything has a point uh, to move the narrative forward or to uh, develop the character or whatever if you have a conversation that is completely pointless it is a it's a a facade for something it's like a a building up. up to yeah 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 um, we quickly jump back to the hotel where Seth tries to stop everyone from going to bed by saying like oh let's watch another film yeah. let's do, 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 do Seth is being the summer when Seth and Anna were going out and they were yes where were they Florida no they were somewhere golfing with Oliver Palm Springs I can't remember was it Palm Springs anyway it was in season one everyone had excellent outfits it was good it was a good episode that's when we learned about the skunky beers wasn't it yes and that was also remember where he smashed the tap oh he remember when ryan his, first saw that yeah he started hitting himself head, in yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's also the it's not unusual episode as well wasn't it <laughs> it's not unusual to be loved my god own. oliver was no, no, great no, no, no. like i know there's a lot unusual. of beef about oliver but that storyline was really good i love tom jones <laughs> <laughs> okay sure I'm not even sorry. Okay. Uh, and then we go back to oh, the PR. That's made me sad. Sandy's back with the green tea. Uh-oh. I was right. He's dead. I definitely feel like he would fallen, would have fallen off the bench, though. There's no way he would be just sitting up and slightly to the side if he'd just had, well, like, a stroke. I guess it depends. It depends how you're sitting, I would argue. Mm. I felt like that looked very fake. Mm. Then we cut to this little beach scene and I feel like we'd really get like, I I felt quite, not emotional about this, but I felt like we got an insight into like a change, the relationship between Rebecca and Sandy, where previously he had been like filled with, you know, reminiscence and whatever, da da da. I, f- I feel like, you know, because we had the hand holding. Yeah. And we had the cuddle and just the the, 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 the look on both of their faces. This was great acting. Yeah. It was great acting. Like nobody said anything, but well, you got this thing of. It's like the simple fact that nobody said. So from the moment that Sandy realizes Max is dead to the end of that scene with Rebecca, there are no words, but there doesn't need to be any words. Like you just got the emotional support for each other mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. it was really i mean if he wasn't cheating on his wife it would have been a lovely moment well yeah i've seen this beach scene looks so romance but he's got wife also that's a uh, marissa's hang point like get out yeah. find another point in the beach losers well and also i know i've said about like being covert and like sneaking and hiding stuff and that but like why do people not think like if if kirsten had happened to drive past at that exact moment and see that 
How are you going to explain that away? What about all the gossip-hungry women from spin class and yoga lattes? Exactly. What about that girl that's like in the swingers group? (laughs) With the short hair and the sparkly top. I remember her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Seth has obviously been up all night. (laughs) I've just written, Seth hasn't slept and is insane. Yes. (laughs) all I have to Uh, say. I got a full 15 minutes. They say that's all you need. Uh, he's drinking a six shot coffee and I've written he gone fucked his up <laughs> he <laughs> is I also feel like I've got a real insight into what I'm like when I'm not slept and I come into work being like I'm fine I'm totally fine I feel totally fine like I think I'm going to remember that the next time I go to work and I'm like oh mm. <laughs> this ain't a good look huh? Um, so he takes over the guy from the comic book place says that the story is missing something and he says oh no we have a thing it's a romance story it's a love story and Zach and Summer are like no it's not it's there even if you can't see it it's there desperate much yes. Jesus and the love story is between the Irish and little miss vixen and if they could just stop bickering for long enough they would see that together they would vanquish more evil than they could do apart it's a love story for our time for all time great sales pitch i would give you the money Mm. for that that was good well he definitely does not buy it he's like (laughs) no um but yet shows the cracks in their partnership, doesn't it? Like yeah. they, they can't really be a partnership if they can't agree on this. And yeah. the other thing is, is like that's it. bad pitching. Like there's always one idiot in a pitch who like says something that wasn't scripted, and everyone else has to like recover and be like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, we knew about that. Like, come on, guys, play the game. Like you can't mm. turn around in a pitch and be like, oh no, we didn't know about that. Everyone get on the same hymn sheet. Precisely. Um, But that's what the big comic boss says, isn't he? He's like, you three aren't ready to forge a partnership. Get back to me after high school. (laughs) Sick burn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Sandy tells Kirsten that Max has died and she's very understanding. I thought extremely understanding about the fact that all of this is going on with the whole Rebecca thing. And then the night before Valentine's Day night, he stays out all night. Yeah. And she doesn't know where he is. Well, I assume she doesn't know, or maybe has told her that Max has died. Yeah. I just feel like, I just feel like she's, I don't feel like she would be as understanding as she she, she is. I feel like they flip-flop on Kristen all the time. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes she's like this naggy wife. Sometimes she's like this really high-strung, cold wife. And then other times she's like the super sensitive, supportive wife. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I get that characters are multifaceted and they can be all three, but there's no rhyme or reason. Like we're not given that insight to understand why she's been like that. And I quite like the fact that because Max has died that she has kind of just like drawn a line under it and is like, mm. okay, I need to support you. This is everything else isn't important. Are you okay? Type thing. Yeah. And then for him to just turn around and not show up for dinner later, like no wonder Don't, she's livid. Let's like, talk about that when we come to ugh. it. Like was, I've got a lot to say about this. He says he's going to go for a power nap and then he would like to see her ready to f- and dressed up for going out to dinner when he wakes up. Cool. I have right, a question. Not a problem. Quick question. Yeah. How much would you pay right now for a half hour power nap? Because I'm probably like, I'd pay £100 right now to go for a power nap. I'm good today. Oh, man. I love a nap. Bre- um, breakdown? No, that's a Freudian slip and a half. Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown is really, like, not every day, but, like, once or twice a week I have a cheeky little afternoon nap. And today is the mm, first day mm-hmm. out of lockdown that I've been like, man, I wish I had time for that little nap today. Mm. Nap. Okay, Ryan is back to speak to Caleb. They are going to have a pull-off. I feel like this is exactly the sort of language that Caleb speaks. This is ridiculous. Don't respect your daughter's choices until a man beats you at pool. Also, a pull-off sounds really rude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it does. P-O-O-L off. Not a pull-off. That is something completely (laughs) different. (laughs) Um, This is just a bloody stupid, like, it's the most, like... Oh, I don't know. Bloody boys, man. I think boys I actually would have preferred it if they just like measured their dicks. Like it would have been quicker. <laughs> eh? like, like what is this? Yeah. Also, yeah. why can't you just listen to each other like functioning human beings? Yeah. 
it's stupid, but whatever. Obviously, Ryan was going to win as well was the other thing. I felt like it was super obvious that Caleb was going to get his butt handed to him. And then we go to the dinner. Oh, yeah. Julie reveals that she is worried that she and Caleb will not go the distance. They're not going to make it. This is the first time we kind of get an inkling that she feels this way. And this actually is a soft start to a storyline, isn't yep. it? This is the soft she's start to a, they're going to break up. Yep. Yeah. And this yeah. is where she mentions she's worried about Lindsay because of inheritance. And that didn't even cross my sweet, sweet, naive mind. Mm-hmm. Didn't even mm-hmm. think about it. Marissa doesn't seem to really care though, right? No. She's like, yeah, whatever. Nope. And I love the fact that she tries out Alex's approach. I can't even remember. Julie's like, oh, we should probably, you know, spend some more time with with Caleb and make an effort because, you know, that'll be good for us in the long run. Yeah. And she just turns around and says exactly what it is that Alex says. What is it? It's like, that, that's great, Mama. That's an I interesting think, yeah, idea, Mom. I'll, I'll give it that. some thought. Yeah. yeah. How was mm-hmm. Europe? But that's the thing, like... Part of being an adult, which is very difficult to understand when you're 16 and pumped full of hormones, is like there are just so many times in life where you just have to grin and bear it. Like even Mm. if your internal monologue is going like this is BS or I can't be effed with this conversation or I want a power nap. There are just some times in life you have to just be like, oh, cool, that's interesting. Tell me more about that because that's life. A friend of mine gave me some good advice one time where they said the phrase that has got them, has that has helped them out a lot is the simple phrase of, okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but if that's how you want it done, that's how we'll do it. So just clearly being like, I don't I don't agree with what you're saying. We're talking about in a work capacity. Yeah. I don't agree with what you're saying. I don't think it's the right move, but you are the person who is in charge, so let's get it done. Yeah. Like stating your dissent, but getting on with it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And like I think that's a difficult lesson to learn. And it's even more difficult. Like an adult can't tell you that because you won't listen and you'll just be like, nah, that's not how it's done. But to have mm-hmm. a peer and have someone you it's your age and is your on your vibe is on your energy tell give you that advice that is like that's good although I wouldn't say one thing that I would I think I've got a, a kind of tick almost where one of my very common phrases is huh that's interesting you do and say I think, that all the time yeah and but I think people think that I'm doing what you just said oh that's interesting tell me more about that but when I say oh that's interesting I genuinely mean that is interesting I would like to find out more about why you think that or yeah. why you've said that or why like so yeah maybe it comes that comes across as disingenuous because loads of people out there are doing your trick of oh that's interesting tell me more about that when they don't actually mean that what they mean is shut up i don't care <laughs> i mean if you're ever people should just say what they mean man people should just say they what should, they mean i am saying what i mean that's interesting oh that's a genuine statement. People always think that I'm being sarcastic. I'm not. If I say to you, if we ever meet, any of you listeners, if we ever meet and I say, oh, that's interesting. I genuinely am interested. Just saying. Whereas if you ask me and I go, that's interesting. Tell me more about it. It means get away from me. Mm. And that's why we work so well together as a partnership. Okay. Summer talks to Seth. She gives it the whole, if you've got something to say to me, you better say it now or now's your chance or whatever. And he bottles it. He doesn't say anything. And instead, he decides to get the bus home. Yeah. Which means that Zach and Summer can stay in the hotel room for Valentine's night. Hmm. Okay. I, cool. This is not what I thought would happen. What did you think would happen? So, I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead. So, like, when we see, like, Seth on the bus and he's, like, sad and being all mopey, I thought at some point, summer would leave zach and say to him you're being an idiot clearly you're still interested in me why won't you just tell me because i feel the same way about you and that's that i thought that was happening here and it doesn't it made me quite sad it doesn't but the very opposite happens i think like yeah summer and zach Zach. do it (laughs) (laughs) they do it well sad um sandy's all dolled up for valentine's day this bit i was just like you are an absolute effing idiot Mm -hmm. like i feel i would like to know from any male heterosexual listeners if you feel like i just don't think that 
anybody in their right mind would do this. No, not at all. Not at like, all. Like, almost like, I do, I've written it's a trap and that's not what I mean. But like, when she says, so let's just give the context. Rebecca phones, it's Valentine's Day. Um, she tells him that she is going away and she just didn't want to do it without saying goodbye. Is there any chance that you could come over? He says, probably not. I'll get back to you. Kirsten comes in. Oh, who was that? It was Rebecca. She's leaving. Kirsten says, listen, if you want to go and see her, I'm not going to stop you. And then he says, cool, back in a sec. <laughs> don't die while I'll, I'm away. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. I just don't understand why that no. conversation can't be had over the phone. Like I do not understand why. Like I, I, again, like I know I'm a hypocrite because it's like say what you mean. But if if your wife is saying to you, "I'm not going to stop you," we all know what that means. It means I'm not going to stop you, but you're being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. I'm not going to stop like, you. Surely, if Kirsten walked out, he could be like, "Becca, give me two seconds." Kirsten, Rebecca's on the phone. She's leaving tonight, so I'm just I'm going to jump next door for a couple of minutes and just say bye. Then over the phone, you'd be like, "Look, it's been really great touching base. Like, it's it's been a wild ride. Uh, I understand what you're doing, what you're doing. Cool, thanks, thanks for saying bye. Sorry, it had to be like this. Bye. That's all you had to do. Like, I do not understand. And who's like? I would love, I would love to talk to the writer and be like. Give me the mindset behind this. I don't understand. Like, what are you doing with Sandy's character? Because it goes against all of his character mm-hmm. traits. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking aloud just now. Does it go against all his character traits? Because Sandy always does the right thing. And is the right thing to do when someone you have a great love for has lost someone very close to them? Is the right thing to do to say goodbye to them over the phone if you're never going to see them again? I mean, if COVID has taught us anything... Chatting over Zoom is just as good as talking in real life, right? It's exactly the same. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I get that. I totally get that. But the simple fact that he has effed it up with Kirsten so much by this point. You know, if this was the first thing that he'd done that was questionable, I'd be like, yeah, sure. But like at this point, it's like you are jeopardizing your relationship with your wife for this. I also don't see why he doesn't say she's leaving. She would like, I would like to see her in person. Let's go on the way to the restaurant. Yeah, why would you? And he can pop in and see her. Yeah. And then go... uh, uh, Anyway, right. Seth's alone on the Greyhound. Summer and Zach are living that room service life. And they gonna do it. Do you know what I love? Not do... Well, I mean, yeah. Room service. (laughs) Room service that has... Spas. Room service that has the silver silver things over them. Yeah, that's... Is that what it's called? A cloche. <laughs> a cloche, yeah. I did not know that's what it's called. Yeah. Obsessed. Like, I remember once I was on a shoot and we were staying in a in a hotel and my room service turned up with that. And I was like, this is it. I've made it. Mum, I've made it. Did you, have you ever had room service with a cloche where the person that brings it in Lifts removes it the cloche for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was like, I'll just leave it here so when you're done, you can just pop it back outside your door. And I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. so bougie. I love it. I also feel like they don't look terribly comfortable on that bed for having just had room service. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, And then we get the insinuation that they're going to do it. She's like, oh, we might as well make the most of it. And then Seth calls. She dingies the phone call. But can we just remember, please, for the next episode that right before the phone rang, Zach said, before we take this any further, there's something I need to tell you. Yes. What is that? What does he have to tell her? Because he's already told her that he kissed the woman and wherever it was, right? Mm-hmm. So what could he have to tell her? That's new. That's exciting. What is it? Yes. What is it indeed? I'm going to need to watch the other episode tonight to find out. <laughs> to find out. Uh, go back to the pool duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute BS. Ryan wins. He says, oh, now you've got to... What is it he wins? Oh, you've got to respect me as Lindsay's boyfriend. Yeah. And then he pulls like quite a nice sort of move where he goes, no, actually, let's not hang out tonight. You guys hang out. And we almost see a little bit of, like in Caleb's face, it's almost like he's a little bit impressed or he's like, you know, there's a little bit of like, hmm, okay, okay, um, for that move. So maybe this was the best way to resolve the situation. But at the end of the day, who cares? Nobody likes Caleb Nicol apart from Heather. Lindsay and Ryan are boring. Let's move on. Yep. 
Yep. Kirsten cancels the reservation. Can we take a really brief moment to talk about Kirsten's dress? The pink with the silver sparkly straps. The embroidered shoulder straps. I really like Mm. it. I think she looks really cute. She's got that nice little middle parting back. Her hair's like super blonde at the moment. She's got a little tan about her. She's cute. She looks good. Mm. Well, she's cancelling the dinner reservation because her husband went away to speak to the love of his life. With a really sad little pouty face. She's got a really weird, like, sad face. Like, where she's like, she kind of almost looks like a blow-up doll. Like, her mouth looks really weird. Yeah, it just kind of, like, hangs open a little bit, like... Like a fish. Weird. Um... I'm surprised she wasn't tanning a goblet of wine here. She tans a goblet of wine for like any other reason. We haven't seen a goblet of wine this entire episode. I know. Um, right, okay, let's talk about this. Rebecca is right. It's not a Sandy Cohen move to ditch your wife on Valentine's Day. She knows that. The fact that she knows that potentially is what gives her the green light, not the green light, but the... The, the feeling that she should do the things that she now does. The, it is sort of mixed messages. Do, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. saying like, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. Like I've got a wife, da, 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 da. And yet on Valentine's Day night, he has left his wife to come and see her. Yeah. Which I feel gives her the the courage to then do what she does, which is... I wish I'd never run, me too, snog. Yeah, it's when he says, yeah, when he says, oh, me too. What he's saying in that me too is, so do I, because if you hadn't, we would still, we would be together now. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. And I think that's quite significant. Like, I feel like this whole conflict of Sandy and Rebecca and blah, 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 like I just... I don't know. I really like this storyline. Yeah. Even though it makes me a bit angry as an adult. It's interesting as well because like the the snog isn't sexually charged. Like it's not spicy. I feel like it's... It's very no. tender. It's very like careful, I guess. It's no, I would say it's very loving. Yeah. It's not about passion. It's about love. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that comes across in, in the kiss. And then... Um, and then the fact that he says, I got to go. But you should but stay. But you should stay. Like, what a weird thing to we're, say. You know, we're, we're starting a whole thing here. We're, like, he, that, this is a whole thing. Like, you know, mm, he's got Kirsten. a bad, poor Kirsten. But also, I love Rebecca and Sandy. They are good for each other. They match. She blew up a nuclear power plant, and he is a lawyer for the underdog. <laughs> that's that's their their theme tune. Okay, sure, sure. Um, Seth is at this diner. Like, ugh, see now that you've pointed it out, I can't stop seeing it at the kind of almost at the end of the episode of every freaking episode. Seth and Ryan do this little recap on what's just happened yeah, in the episode a and now that I've seen it I can't stop seeing it and yeah. I just wrote I was like I don't care <laughs> it's just like yeah, we watched the too. episode too guys like we know what happened um, Marissa and Alex is interesting though she goes to the bait shop and she says to Alex oh I've just had a terrible dinner with my mum blah 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 um, but what made it bearable was the fact that I knew that I could come and see you and I wanted you to know that and I'm like yes That's gal nice. someone finally just telling someone else how they feel like yeah. straight up, but just telling someone how they feel. I also really like that Marissa's dress is super, super similar to Kirsten's dress. Like, I'm wondering if if the wardrobe department if they had got like, two for one deal, yeah, <laughs> or if like it was a designer they loved and they were like, oh, I can't choose, just buy one each color. Maybe I have questions. I'll I'll write that on our need to ask people when we chat to them list. Okay, and then I have written this song in capital letters. I love this song i only know about it because of the oc it was on like an oc cd that i had season two cd but i adore this song this is cute and lovely and i love how honest they're being with each other i like that alex is making the effort to like be involved with her as much as she's being like i mean like it's mutual effort on both sides what i really don't get is that alex knows what time the tide changes at 
that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm very familiar with when there's a new moon, but I could not tell you the exact point a tide changes because that's weird. But sure, whatever. I think if you live by the ocean, that is actually not as unusual as we think that it what is. Do you think? Like if you live by the beach, yeah, because think about it. Like if you say, for example, I know she's not got a dog, but say, for example, she had a dog. And she lived near the beach. You would need to know what time the tide was in and out oh, for walkies, for oh, walking yeah. and stuff. So I feel like maybe it's not that unusual if you live near the mm. sea to know when the tide changes. If you are a listener who lives near the sea, please get in touch <laughs> and tell me I'm right. And do you have a spare room? Can I come visit? <laughs> and great. can we come and stay? Please. Although jellyfish, I really need to get back in the sea. Actually, get over that little trauma. Yeah, you do need to get in the sea for bringing that soup to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I finished it now and not a not a drop in sight. What's that there? <laughs> what? No, I don't. <laughs> don't. Don't be that guy. Anyway, um, I really like this spontaneous first date. I think it's cute and lovely, and I really like if we could let this episode finish where we are so that nothing bad ever happens to them. I'd really like that. The tension in the next scene, though. Sandy turning up, Caesar in a long shot, like down the corridor Is in the room. Praying? Is that what that is? I was so no, confused because she was sitting. With I think her. she was just. No, I think she was just like sitting there. You know, when you put your hand on your forehead and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like, <laughs> I feel like it was that sort of vibe. Weird. And she looks up, and they make eye contact, and she stands up, and she walks towards the door, and you're like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" I thought what's they gonna were going to like run to each other. I thought that's what was going to happen. But instead, she looks him dead in the eye, and coldly and slowly closes the door on him and then he's just like and closes his eyes like real slow and I just thought that the pacing of this scene was the best like the tension was just so well built and it was just so like I felt like I could feel I could feel in my heart that moment where she closed the door like I could feel both of their emotions I could feel her like the yes for her but also the, oh no, oh, like no. for him, it was just good. Good good TV, man, good TV. Um, Seth and Ryan are on the pier for literally no reason and Blah, don't say anything cares? off yeah. note. <laughs> and then the girls are on the beach and then I was like, oh, kiss, 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 oh, kiss, it's kiss, so kiss, good. kiss, kiss, It's so Honestly, I feel like we've waited for it for so long and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. Yeah, but you've been waiting for it for so long because you saw the gif of it like I know, and it's not even 17 this moment that I saw the gif for. It was another kiss that I've seen. So, mm. But it was glorious and wonderful and I wish there was more representation of LGBTQ people in yes. the media that is positive and lovely and warm like this currently is. I've got the real sinking feeling it's not going to last for very long so I'm just going to enjoy mm. it while we've got it. <laughs> also, Alex looks like a good kisser, right? Yeah, she's also, because she's in house, I've seen her kiss some other people and she looks just a real good kisser. Mm. I would. Me too. Okay. Listener of the week. No. Oh, oh no, it's not listener of the week. Next. What do we think? It's what's going to happen next. What do you think is going to happen next? I just want Marissa and Alex to run away somewhere nice and safe where nobody can interfere with their gloriously lovely, mutually respectful relationship. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm not going to lie. I am quite shocked at how sad I am about the Seth Summer situ. I didn't think I would be as sad as I am, but I'm pretty I'm pretty bummed about that. Like, I know Seth's a dickhead, but like I just really thought Summer would have come back, you know? So I'm interested to see mm. what happens next, how long my heart will be sad for and when that will be rectified. Do you not think your heart will be sad when Summer and Zach break up? Nah, he's gonna find a nice girl that will want to go backpacking. Also He should go out with Anna. Oh my god, he should go out with Anna. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Zach and Anna are my new favourite couple in those years. Um, yeah, so I'm quite surprised about that. I'm interested to see what happens there. I really want to know what Julie's got planning because if there's one thing we know and love about Juju, it's that she has She's always got, got a, scheme. a scheme up her sleeve. And we've seen, you know, the, we've, we've caught a whiff of it, but I want to know more. I want to know what's happening there. Sandy and Kirsten. They can't get divorced, right? They can't. They can't. They just can't. And also, I feel like... Why not? Because they just can't, man. I've already gone through that once in my life. I can't go through it again. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't want them to. That's why not. Because <laughs> I don't want them to. 
<laughs> um, yeah, that's the, the key storylines that I care about. <laughs> cool, cool. Good, good, good. Do you know what um, happens next? Because you said you were excited about this episode, which makes me think something is brewing. Is Rebecca going to, is she going to actually have left? That is something I'm interested in. Has she actually mm. left? Okay, okay. I can't remember what happens immediately. Could you know the name of the next episode? Not to hand, I'm afraid. Mm, I can remember some things that are going to happen soon, but I don't remember the order necessarily that they come in. Yeah, we're also about halfway now, halfway through season two. Mm. Yeah, there's 24 episodes in season two, so we are bang on halfway through. Living on a prayer. How exciting. Listener of the week. Um, I have, well, remember you put out that ask. So a couple of weeks ago, Kerry asked you wonderful, wonderful listeners to review on, yeah, on Apple Podcasts and you ask and you receive. So we actually got a, a fair few in. So let me, let me pick one at random. This is Ill Kate. Illy? Illy Kate? I-L-L-E-K-A-T-E. Hey, girl. I don't know how you pronounce that, so I'm just going to call you Kate. I hope that's okay. Has said, hilarious, nostalgic, and relatable. I genuinely look forward to this podcast every week, and I listen as soon as it appears in my feed. The girls' discussions give an insightful and funny 2020 perspective on the early noughties, and it's been great revisiting the series with them. Thank you so much for brightening my Thursdays. That is very cute, Kate. Thanks so much, pal. Really I like being an, I like being called insightful. Um, so yeah, thanks so much, Kate. We really appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say so uh, and to review. If you would like to follow us on social media, we really enjoy that. At Never Seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram has been popping of late. So thanks so much for all your support and engagement there. Um, but yeah, if you want to subscribe or review or like or whatever on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do that too that's really thank nice. you thank you thank you please thanks 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 okay see you next week guys see you next week very excited bye, bye.